Welcome to the OG Advocates Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the OG Advocates. This is Dr. Katie McHugh. I am in Indiana and I am joined by two of my friends here in Indiana. I have with me Dr. B. Soderholm, who is a chief resident here in Indiana and also almost Dr. Raven Owusu, who is a fourth year medical student. We have all worked together. We work alongside the clinic staff in abortion clinics. We work in hospitals together and we are living through this interesting time in Indiana where we're preparing to ban abortion in the next week, but we have seen this incredible uptick in patients and increase in volume of patients from our surrounding states after the Dobbs decision banned abortion immediately with trigger bans in Ohio and Kentucky and Tennessee. So we have worked together and lived through this exciting time in Indiana history together. And so I invited my two friends on our podcast tonight to talk about what abortion means in a blue state that currently, or sorry, not a blue state, a red state that currently has abortion access, but we're losing it like very, very soon. So thank you friends so much for joining me tonight. And thank you for being in this work alongside so many of us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. Me as well. B, let's start with you. What has abortion meant for you as a resident and in your in your training? So abortion access and training is what brought me to Indiana originally, which is kind of ironic now. But essentially, when I was when I decided on OBGYN, and was looking at programs, it was really important for me to have exposure to comprehensive reproductive education. So I essentially applied only to either Ryan programs or programs in abortion-friendly states that had a significant amount of elective time and had already had several residents that completed electives in abortion termination services to kind of show that the program supported it and has already done that and that wouldn't be like a crazy thing to the program. So it was a big part of why I went into OBGYN and it was a big part of how I ended up in Indiana. That is so ironic. I love that and hate all of it at the same time, but I think Indiana is so lucky to have gotten you. And Raven, how about you? What has abortion training meant for you as a medical student? I know you've been involved in curriculum reform. So how has abortion been a part of both your education and your training to be an advocate? Yeah, so I think that kind of from the beginning, I mean, I've always been like very pro-choice and pro-people having having the right to make the decisions that they choose about their body. And going in, like choosing to go into obstetrics and gynecology, it's always been very important to me to be trained in all aspects that fall underneath that umbrella, including abortion care. And I wasn't, I guess, like fully exposed to it until two months ago when I did my family planning and abortion rotation. And of course it happened, like that rotation happened right after Roe v. Wade was overturned. So it was a very, a very like stressful time, a very emotional time for like me, but also like everyone living like in this country and especially like living in the state of Indiana, because it was during the time when like we were making laws in the state of Indiana surrounding abortion care. And so I think kind of like being on that rotation, I was exposed to a lot of different like individuals and a lot of different experiences that fall underneath like the umbrella of abortion care. I think that some people have like a stereotypical like view of like what 
an abortion is in their mind. And I think that um, you don't really get like the full scope of what the practice is until you spend time in an abortion clinic or spend time like in a hospital when people are receiving like abortions. And so I think that like, for me, it was kind of just like a, like that experience and that rotation was an eye-opening experience and kind of like seeing it at that time, like seeing it during that time period, just like drew up a lot of emotions for me and kind of solidified my decision and like solidified my like passion behind like pursuing the career of obstetrics, career of obstetrics and gynecology and like wanting to go into this field and care for individuals, especially like those who like these like populations that are at risk of like losing their rights right now in this country. Absolutely. Raven, you and I worked together during that time. It was so crazy because B was down at the state house testifying and Raven, you and I are in the, in the clinic together. And I was like, okay, the rest of the afternoon is pretty much the same as the morning. Go to the state house. Hopefully you'll have plenty of time left in your career to, to see and learn abortions, but you may not have this opportunity to go see and be a part of such a movement. So I am also so glad that it has been meaningful to you. And I think that that may be part of why we go into OBGYN, right? Like that it's, it's some, some of it's about abortion and some of it's about like cute babies and whatever, but a lot of it is about the advocacy aspect. There's so much to advocate for in OBGYN. Would you all agree with that? Or does, does that feel overly generalized to OBGYN? No, I absolutely agree with it. And I think that like now, like this time period that we're living in, like shows that more than anything. And I really appreciate those moments, like being able to like leave the clinic and go down to the state house and see kind of all of the people rallying together. I think that like living in the state of Indiana, people may have like this like mindset that like it being a red state, that most of the state of the state is against abortion or X, Y, or Z beliefs about it. But I think that for me, it was like, you know, I didn't even, like, I am originally from Michigan, so I didn't even grow up in the state of Indiana. And I feel like I had like kind of these like preconceived like notions about the state as a whole, but like being down at the state house and seeing kind of everyone come together and rally behind each other and support each other and love each other and like show the kindness and compassion that they have for like all individuals having the right to choose what decisions that they make about their body and like having it be their choice. I think that that was honestly kind of my like safe place and like kind of like a really strong like sense of like support for me during that time because it can feel super, I don't know. I feel like every day throughout that month when I was on that rotation, it was such a rewarding experience, but it was also such like an emotionally draining experience seeing have like seeing people have to go through what they were going through and seeing abortion care like being provided in a way that could be done with so much more kindness and compassion if we didn't have like the laws that we have in place right now preventing us from doing like providing like the best possible care that we can. So it was nice to kind of see all people from like all walks of life coming together and like standing up for all of us have the right to choose, you know? Yeah, I'd absolutely agree as well. I think when you make an informed decision to go into OBGYN, it includes like work hours, high, very high, high and low lows. Those are all things that you should accept. But then also just that you're entering a super legislated field of medicine. I think arguably or some, I think inarguably, but the most legislated field. And it's just brings a whole other aspect to your job that maybe you wouldn't have to do or 
if you went into something else, but also it's an opportunity if you, if, some, if advocacy is something that drives you, it can be like very, very rewarding to be an OBGYN because this is part of your job. Absolutely. So would you all mind to kind of talk about what it feels like in Indiana right now? You know, we we just saw this not long ago with Tennessee as they implemented their complete abortion ban and how that has already had incredible ripple effects in Tennessee hospitals and among pregnant people in Tennessee, not to mention their physicians and abortion providers and so forth. So how is it feeling right now, like kind of knowing what's coming, but also waiting for it to come? What are your communities and your friends and and patients saying? So for from a residency perspective, there's definitely fear of the unknown we're residents. So our biggest thing is like, we go to work and we're like the workhorse of the hospital. We're not as involved in the administrative stuff, like algorithmic thinking, making sure that there's protocols. And so for us, it's a lot of fear about what do we do in certain situations? Are we going to have the resources that we need? Unfortunately, we half of my previous time in residency was during the COVID pandemic. And it took some time to have an adequate response, honestly, from hospital systems, nation, you know, all levels of healthcare. And so I think that's something that's scary now is there's just going to be a day where the law is completely different. And are we going to be equipped to still take care of pregnant people and keep them safe and also make sure that we feel safe when we're practicing medicine? I completely agree with what B said. I think that like, for me, like my first thought when considering like the laws going into effect um, in the next couple of weeks is like, I think who's going to be like largely impacted by these laws. And I think that like my first thought goes to like minority communities and like lower like income, like communities. When you really think about it, like at the end of the day, like if people have like the resources to travel to somewhere like say like Illinois, like our neighboring state, they can make that travel and like go and get the care that they need. But for those individuals that don't have the ability to do so or the resources, the resources to do so, then it's like those communities are going to suffer the most from like these laws changing. And so that like is kind of one of my like primary concerns, especially since like, that's like one of, my the big like uh, motivating like factors for like me like when looking for like where I want to like practice and where I want to train like I want to work in those underserved communities and so it's like those communities are going to be the ones that take the biggest hit when these laws get put into effect and I think that we were even starting to see that a little bit when Roe v. Wade was overturned and like at like our clinics we were having people travel from like Ohio and having people travel from Kentucky and they were coming in to get care there have been like movements to like help people travel so that they can get the care that they need. But like, ultimately I think that some people are going to be affected more than others. I so agree and, and feel that statement so heavily. It reminds me of the story about the woman who was Jane Roe, who the Norma McCorvey, she was the one that brought the lawsuit and her lawyer, Sarah Weddington called her the day that she, that they won the case that they, that the Supreme court ruled in favor of her bodily autonomy. And Sarah Weddington called Norma McCorvey and said, we won, we won. And 
Norma McCorvey said, well, you won. I had to have the baby. And that makes me, I think about that all the time because I very much believe that Indiana and the United States and hopefully the world in general are moving on that long arc of justice. It just feels very long right now, but I can't help but think about all of the collateral damage in the form of human suffering between here and there. And that's exactly what you're referring to, Raven. So I applaud your your thought process there and, and kind of grieve along with you. So you alluded to well, both of you actually alluded to how abortion and abortion access are part of why you chose OBGYN and part of your thought process in in this part of your career. And both of you are at inflection points of your career where you're making decisions and choices about what happens next. So not to make things too personal or uncomfortable, but what are your thoughts about next year? How How does the Indiana abortion ban play into your decisions and decision-making about your plans? Yeah. So I think that for me, I'm getting, I'm getting ready to start applying to residency programs for ob And I think that any fourth year medical student can attest that applying to residency programs is a very, very stressful part in our career. And uh, I like remember <laughs> the day that Roe v. Wade was overturned and uh, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Because basically, I was like, this is truly going to impact, like this impacts me directly, this impacts my career, this impacts the field that I want to go into, this is going to impact my future patients. And I think that for me, like my primary, my primary concern when it comes to like picking a residency program is making sure that like I'm going somewhere where I can be fully and like adequately trained in like all aspects of obstetrical and gynecological care so that I can be the best physician that I can be not only like for myself, but for the patients that I'm going to be caring for. And so I think that with the laws and the things that are happening across the country, like that definitely rises like some concern for me when it comes to applying to different residency programs. I think that it, I did feel a sense of reassurance when there was like different residency programs that were speaking out about what was happening in the country at the time that definitely like made me feel better knowing that like, there were big programs out there that still thought the way that I thought and were able to like express that. And also knowing that there's some programs that understand that the laws are changing within their state, but are still trying to find ways for their residents to receive training within this field of sexual gynecology. So I think that that says a lot about those programs. And at the end of the day, I just want to be fully trained to be the best OBGYN that I can be. Yeah, it's had a huge impact for me career-wise. So I'm not originally from Indiana, as I had mentioned, but have completely fallen in love with Hoosiers, specifically like the patients that I've been taking care of for the last four years at our county hospital. I had thought 100% I was staying on board in Indiana that this is where I'd be starting a family. My partner's also in medicine and he's here in Indiana. So like it's personal as well for me. And now I do have to do some rethinking or at least have a plan B, which kind of stinks because I feel like I was really confident in my decision and made a good decision. And now I just kind of have to see 
to make sure that this this is still a safe place for both of us to practice. He's in emergency medicine. So he's also in a specialty that's going to be heavily affected and that it's also a safe place for us to like start a family and to become a pregnant patient as well. So it's had, it's been kind of devastating, honestly. Absolutely. I very much feel that I am, I'm from Indiana. And so it's difficult for me to feel like my home state, like where my family is, both my, my sisters and my, my adult family, as well as my kids and all of their friends and everything, the way that we feel kind of othered and that we shouldn't be here or that the work that we do should be criminalized or whatever. So it's very, I I absolutely feel what you all are going through and I'm sort of wrestling with similar, similar things. So how, how has this affected your friendships or relationships? Is your family worried for what you do or where you end up? Do you feel like you should be moving somewhere where it's quote unquote protected, at least for now, just for safety reasons? What are your thoughts about that? I had been pretty, my family knew that I was going to be doing like comprehensive care, including abortion procedures. So me speaking up about this hasn't been surprising to them because they know me, but I think they they definitely like, there's been more conversations than there would have been about where I'm choosing to practice. If it's safe to practice, you know, there's other Indiana laws that have passed this year as well. That makes it pretty scary for someone to be like villainized and then have crazy gun laws in the state. So yeah, there's definitely questions from family and it's mostly just concern for safety and things like that. Again, probably things that other doctors, families don't have to think about if they're not OBGYNs. <laughs> I, similar to B, I'm very, I've always been very outspoken on my beliefs being like pro-choice and supporting people's rights to choose um, and have bodily autonomy. So it's it's like no surprise to my family either that I'm very, I've been very outspoken um, the past few months about things happening in our country. They, I honestly haven't had a lot of conversations with my parents in regards to like the safety of like where I practice and things like that. I don't know if it's because neither of them are in medicine and they don't think about it maybe yet at this point. I think honestly, they're just kind of finished med school like one step at a time. <laughs> but I, it's definitely something that I think about. It's very like, just like kind of like a wild concept for me to wrap my head around, like knowing that I could potentially like be in a situation where I have like, like I know what I'm supposed to do. Like I know what I'm trained to do. Like I know what like the evidence-based medicine tells me to do. And I have to question whether or not what I would do in this in a certain situation would be like legal or not. And like I have to like consider like legal ramifications before providing like evidence-based like care to patients. So like that's definitely concerning to me, especially like when like some of the laws are like very vague. Cause it's like, I mean, I don't wanna <laughs> I don't want to like risk losing my license or having like some sort of like legal situation, uh, like a ramification occurring from me providing care. But I also want to provide the best care I can to my patients. And so it's kind of like, it's almost like being stuck between like a hard place and a rock, knowing like what like you're trained to do and what you're supposed to do and like how to go about certain things and like what the research tells us that is safe and what we should be doing versus 
having these laws in place and that impacting your ability to do your job. And so I think that that that's definitely something that I think about on a regular basis and it's very concerning to me, but less of a conversation that like I've had with my family at this point. Over the last few weeks, especially, but even just in the last couple of business days, it's been really amazing to see the patient's reaction to the impending ban. People are scared. People are just so scared because we know that people have made the choice to have an abortion because they have some extenuating circumstance that has made it so that it is not okay for them to be pregnant, whether it's emotionally or physically or financially or whatever, it is not okay for them to be pregnant. And the thought that they only just made it to get an abortion is so scary for them. Without fail, every patient feels relief. And there's a lot of guilt that they are able to get their abortion, knowing that the people who are getting pregnant right now will not be able to get an abortion and that they don't know what will happen the next time they need this care because people need abortions and you can't predict it. That's sort of the whole thing about abortion is that it needs to be available at that time that people need it. So it is a, it is a very scary time for patients. And then one thing that I have really been impressed by is the staff at the different clinics where I work, because they are not in this for the paycheck. (laughs) They are not in this for the benefits because there really aren't any. They are in this because they believe in this work and they believe in this right. And they're losing their job. And they also can't afford to pick up and move to Illinois or drive to Illinois every day for their work. They have to find another job outside of what they have chosen. So I, it's been a really crazy time, but it's been a really amazing time to be a part of abortion care as well. And I, again, I'm so grateful to be doing this kind of work alongside the two of you and people like you that care so deeply about patients and about autonomy and about our culture's ability to care for itself and for each other. Thank you both so much for joining tonight. We are so lucky to have both of you in Indiana and the the people of this country are lucky to have you among the workforce, no matter where you end up. So thank you again so much for your compassion, for your excellence and for your willingness to join tonight. Thank you. Thank you again for the work that you do as well. We appreciate you. Thank you so much, Dr. McHugh. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review and tell your friends and colleagues to check us out and subscribe. See you next time.